Okay, good to see you all tonight, and uh, good to be together. Uh, pastor's away, and so we're sort of few in number tonight, but um, when, when two or three are gathered together, the Lord says he's in the midst, and I figure there's 40 or 50 of us here tonight, so the Lord is in the midst. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 3, Luke chapter 3, just to start us off. I just want to, uh, last time I preached on the Wednesday night, we looked at um, Peter from Luke 22 and Peter's sifting. Well, I want to pick up that thought a little bit tonight. Well, that sounds loud. Is that too loud? Or... We all good? Okay. Um, so Luke chapter 3 and verse 17, we, we just sort of looked at this verse a few weeks ago when I we spoke about Peter's sifting and I just want to look tonight a little bit at the wheat and the chaff, the wheat and the chaff. Luke 3 and verse 17, this is speaking about Jesus. John the Baptist is speaking these words and he says, whose fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather the wheat into his garner. But the chaff... He will burn with fire, unquenchable. Let's just have a word of prayer and ask the Lord for his help tonight. Lord, we just thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that we can gather together and we can open your word, wonderful words of life, as we've just uh, sung and, Lord, we've reflected upon that we need to sing them over again. We need to meditate upon your word. We need to think about your word and, and realise how precious it is and help us to do that tonight. We just commit pastor to you and the staff as they're away. We do think of uh, our sister Trish again tonight and Lord, you know how uh, weak she is becoming in the flesh. But Lord, we uh, thank you that You'll take her to be with yourself sometime soon and we just commit her to you and pray for grace day by day and also for Daryl, strengthen him as he sees his wife slipping away. But we just commit them to you tonight. Thank you, Lord, that this week Bev is with her, the lady that she led to the Lord a few weeks ago and we pray for this lady Bev that she would be grounded in the faith and uh, she would pick up the mantle, of, if it were, Lord, from Trish, and she would go on and, and uh, know that your word is precious in her life and know of her eternal salvation. So we just thank you and commit Trish and Bev to you tonight and Daryl also. Lord, guide us now, we pray, as we look at your word in Jesus' precious name. Amen. These, uh, these, this verse in, in Luke... 3 um, is repeated in Mark chapter 3, Matthew chapter 3, sorry, and verse 12. And uh, uh, it's an amazing verse, you know, talking about the Lord Jesus, that he will thoroughly purge or separate the wheat from the chaff. Now there's a verse, uh, I want you to come with me to Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremiah 23. The verse that sort of jumped out at me here the other day and I thought, let's look at that on Wednesday night. 
Jeremiah 23 and verse 28. We, could, we should read the whole chapter, but we won't. But the whole chapter is sort of speaking about, of course, this is to Israel. It's during the time of Jeremiah's prophecy when they were about to go into captivity into Babylon. And Jeremiah is prophesying in a hard day. And uh, he starts off the chapter by saying, Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, saith the Lord. And, uh, and he speaks about, you know, pastors that are not doing a good job, not preaching his word faithfully. And, uh, and, and, um, and then if you go to, with me to verse 28, and he likens them, false pastors or bad pastors and false prophets, he likens them unto chaff. Uh, if you have a look in verse 28, it says, The prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream. Evidently, there were a lot of prophets of the day that were saying, Oh, we've dreamed this dream and, you know, it's got to be the word of the Lord. And, uh, and he says, No, it's not necessarily at all, you know. You can have a dream, but don't necessarily call it the word of the Lord. Uh, just call it a dream. Just say, Look, I had a dream. We all have dreams from time to time, don't we? And it's okay to dream, but don't sort of jump out and say that it's the word of the Lord just because you had a dream. And, and he says here, the prophet that hath a dream, let him tell a dream or let him say that it's a dream. Uh, and he that hath my word, let him speak my word faithfully. And then there's this curious question here at the end of the verse, what is the chaff to the wheat? saith the Lord. What is the chaff to the wheat? So he likens the dream to chaff, right? And then he likens the word of God to wheat, wheat. Now in, in Luke and, and, and in Matthew, we're likened to wheat, aren't we? And the chaff is likened to the ungodly. You know, Psalm chapter 1 and verse 4, the ungodly are not so but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. And, uh, but there's a, this curious question here, what is the chaff to the wheat, saith the Lord? And then he goes on in the next verse, he says, is not my word like as a fire? So he's likened the word in verse 28 to, to wheat or something wholesome, something good, something worth having, something that is uh, enduring, something that will reproduce, something that will... Uh, you know, grow again, whereas chaff is just chaff. Burns up. Uh, at best, it's fodder for a time, uh, feed, but then it's just nothing, or it blows away, or it burns. And, and in, in, in Luke and Matthew, uh, the Lord Jesus is going to separate his wheat, the wheat from the chaff, and the chaff will be burnt in unquenchable fire forever, like hell. But why, you know, this question here, what is the chaff to the wheat? Uh, in, in verse 31 onwards, it goes on and says, Behold, I am against the prophets that use their tongues and say, He saith. You know, he's saying, look, that's chaff. It's just rubbish. Uh, in verse 32, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams. 
saith the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err by the, their lies and by their likeness. Yet I sent them not, nor commanded them. So there was obviously a lot in that day that were preaching their dreams and saying, this is the word of the Lord. I just had a new dream and this is the new revelation from God. You don't have to go far in our day to sort of hear that sort of stuff all the time around us. Um, and then in verse 33, and when this people... Oh, sorry, no, that's not right. Verse 32, 30, 33. So, yeah, 33, I'm against them that prophesy false dreams. 31, I'm against the prophets that use their tongues and say, he said, verse 30, therefore, behold, I'm against the prophets, saith the Lord, that steal my words, every one, from his neighbour. But there's still a question. What is the chaff to the wheat? saith the Lord. I um, was probably wondering what's in his plastic bag. This is a, um, a pretty sorry, a pretty sorry wheat plant. I found that in my garden the other day. It was just under my bird feeder where I feed the birds or the birds come to have a bit of feed and there's a bit of wheat mixed in with the bird feed and a bit of corn, a bit of, uh, yeah, corn cracked corn and, and sorghum and other stuff. And occasionally a seed comes out of the bird seed and falls down and it grows. And, well, this is a wheat plant. And I saw it the other day and I didn't pluck it out. Usually I pluck it straight out and it becomes a bit of mulch. And then I thought, I can use that on Wednesday night. And so I plucked it up tonight and Rhonda said, what are you going to do with that? She said, oh, I'm going to use it. I said, I'm going to use it for an object lesson. Anyway, what is the chaff to the wheat? Now, what is the chaff? The wheat is here, up here, right? It's still filling out. This is still green. It's not ready to harvest. If you try and harvest that wheat now, it'll be, well... It won't reproduce. It won't grow again. It'll just wither up, shrivel, and it won't be full-blown wheat or full, full wheat. So what is the chaff to the wheat? Well, the chaff is all the rest of it, the stalk, the stem, the leaf, right down to the roots. And the chaff is actually feeding the wheat. The chaff has got to give all its nutrient to the wheat to fill it out. The wheat is no, is no point taking that wheat and chopping it off now and saying, well, I've got a good wheat crop. It'll be premature, premature. At best, um, occasionally you'll get farmers that will take usually oats, not wheat, and chop it green and then uh, let it dry out green and then they chaff it, what they call chaff it, and that, mean, that means it's premature grain and all the chaff chopped up and that's what you feed racehorses, you know, chaff bag. You put the chaff bag on, it's green oats usually that's been chaffed. I don't know whether anybody uses wheat to, to make chaff, but it's usually oats, I believe. Maybe barley, uh, maybe wheat, I'm not sure. But anyway, this is wheat. So what is the chaff to the wheat? Well, the chaff has actually got to give all its nutrient to the wheat. 
before the wheat is harvested. And so it dries right out. When it, when it dries out, and it, as long as it's, it's grown to full, um, to full stature or full time, it'll put all its nutrient into the wheat and the wheat will be full. But if it runs out of nutrient, runs out of moisture and nutrient from the ground and it stops giving enough, the wheat may not fill out properly. But when the wheat is finally filled out and then the harvester comes through and like in Jesus' day, they did it by hand, they chopped it by hand, you know, when the, when the wheat was dried out. They'd chop it and bind it into, you know, sheaves and then belt the sheaves to get the wheat separated from the stalk. And then, you know, comes in Jesus, the, uh, the, the verse about Jesus whose fan is in his hand and he'll thoroughly purge his floor. He'll thoroughly separate the wheat from the chaff. Now, the chaff even includes the husk around the wheat. Now, I don't want to read into it too much, but, you know, the scriptures tell us that the ungodly are like the chaff which the wind drives away, you know, in the separation process at the end. So somehow you and I don't want to be chaff, right? We want to be wheat. You know, it sort of blows my mind, how does God turn us from chaff into wheat? We're either one or the other. And yet, like I said, the nutrients got to go out of the chaff into the wheat for the wheat to be full. You know, God protected Israel in Egypt for how long? 400 years? Egypt's chaff. But Israel became Israel because they got all the nutrient out of the wheat. Or out of the chaff, sorry. They spoiled Egypt when God finally delivered them out of, out of Egypt and they took all the goodness out of Egypt. I don't know how it all works out, but all I know is that the Lord is good and he wants us to be wheat and he doesn't want us to be chaff. And yet the chaff is necessary to feed the wheat. Come with me to Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40. I hope I don't sort of create more questions than answers for you tonight. Sometimes I sort of get questions, you know, I was talking to Charles before the mess, before the uh, service tonight and uh, he just made a comment about, you know, study. The scriptures tell us in in, uh, in Timothy, to study, to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. It just says study, you know, and I don't like study. I, I dislike it. I struggle with it. I don't want to do it. I'd rather go do something else, you know, than study. It, never, it doesn't tell us in the scriptures to study if you feel like it. I wish it did, you know, but it just says study, you know. And sometimes we, can't, we don't understand the word of God. We can't sort of figure it all out. And we don't have to pretend, you know, just like if you have a dream. Don't pretend it's the word of God. Just say it's a dream. And if you struggle with studying, well, just say you struggle with it. Don't sort of uh, launch into 
great dialogue about something that you don't understand. And if I raise more questions tonight than, than, than answers, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> forgive me, but just take the word of God. Take the word of God and realise it's precious and it endures forever. Look in Isaiah 40, and this is likened to, Isaiah 40 is sort of a breakdown of the scriptures where, like Isaiah is, is a picture of the whole Bible. The first 39 chapters are a picture of the Old Testament and from then on, which is from verse chapter 40 onwards, is a picture of the New Testament. And, and Isaiah 40 speaks about the Lord Jesus. Right here in the first few verses, it speaks about John the Baptist in voice, verse 3, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And so uh, uh, that's talking of John the Baptist there, speaking about the Lord Jesus. And the, verse 5, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. And the voice said, cry. And he said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. Now, wheat is grass. It's a grass, right? It's here today, gone tomorrow. It doesn't last for very long. And that's what the you know, picture of us here is. You know, we're like grass because it says that uh, here. He says, all flesh is grass, all of us. And all the goodliness thereof is as the flower of the field. Flower doesn't even last as long as the grass. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth because the spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. Surely the people is grass. Boy, that's a struggle, isn't it? To grasp a hold of and to accept. Lord, I'm just like grass? He says, yeah, yeah. You're here today and gone tomorrow. You think you're a big shot. You think you're here for a long time. You think you're here to raise a fortune and raise a big family and pass it all on, and, but you're just grass. Just face up to it, you're just grass. You're here for a very short time. The grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of the Lord endureth forever, or the word of the Lord shall stand forever. Forever. Isn't that good? So brethren, clutch on to the fact that the word of God is good and it endures and it's solid wheat. It's wheat. Yet what is the chaff to the wheat? I'll leave you with that question. I'm, I'm probably not answering it for you. Come over to, chapter to verse 24 of chapter 40. Again, we could read the whole chapter, chapter 40. It's a great chapter. But look at verse 24, verse 24, yea, they shall not be planted, yea, they shall not be sown, yea, their stock shall not take root in the earth, and he shall also blow upon them, and they shall wither. So remember back there, verses uh, earlier on in, in, in it, it says, the spirit of the Lord bloweth upon it. 
You know, when the wind starts to blow and the moisture ceases, the, the, the wheat fades very quickly, like it dries out very quickly. Nothing like a, a, a strong wind to blow out all the moisture out of the paddock and blow the moisture out of the, out of the grass and, and hopefully by then all the goodness is, enough goodness has gone up into the wheat and filled it out and it's ready to be harvested and you get a good crop. But um, where were we? In verse 24. He shall also, so the Lord shall blow upon them and they shall wither and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. And the, and the word stubble is, is really the same as chaff, chaff. When the, when the harvest has gone through and harvests the wheat off, what's left in the paddock is stubble. Is, 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 is some stalk still left up, you know, the harvester comes through and chops it off there and that bit there is still sticking up out of the ground and all the, the leaf matter and all the dust and the husk from around the wheat has been chomped up and then blown out the back of the harvester. And that's going on the paddock and it's stubble, stubble. And then he says, the whirlwind comes along and the whirlwind shall take them away as stubble. You know, after the harvester's gone through and, the, and, the, and, and all the chaff has gone out the back of the harvester, it's left in the paddock, you get a whirlwind come across the paddock and it just lifts up that chaff and lifts it up and, and just takes it away. Sometimes, doesn't happen all the time. When we were out at Rockwell, we used to get those willy-willies, whirlwinds, willy-willies, dust devils, whatever you want to call them. And occasionally we'd get some pretty good ones out there. I came home one day and there was rubbish just strewn all out the front of the of the um, machinery shed there at Rockwell, which was not far from the house. And I thought, happy days. The kids have gone bananas. They spread rubbish everywhere. And immediately I thought, hang on, they wouldn't do that. That's stupid, you know. We used to take the rubbish from the house, take it over to the shed, and we had a bunch of bins lined up there. And when the bins got all full of the household rubbish, I'd load it up on the ute and take it to the dump, which was a little bit away was basically a hole in the ground that we'd dig with a dozer and then fill it over every now and then. But um, this day I came home and the rubbish was just spewed all over the front of the, shear, of the, the machinery shed, out in the front. And I, what's going on here? And then I realised, hang on, it's a whirly-whirly. It's a whirlwind. And I went over to the house and I said, oh, I had a terrible thought. I thought the kids had gone bananas. And Rhonda said, well, you should have been here when it happened. She said, we had a mattress out the front, out the, under, the, um, uh, under the clothesline drying out. She said, I went outside just after the willy-willy went through, the whirlwind went through and looked up in the, in, the, in the sky and there's this bag going round and round. She thought it was a bag. She watched it. And it kept going round and round and it slowly came down and as it came down it got bigger and bigger and it was a mattress and it landed within 10 metres of, of where, where she'd left it under the uh, clothesline. That's the power of a whirlwind, a willy-willy. The Lord says, 
If you're stubble, that's what he does with it. Just carries it away like a whirlwind. Brethren, we don't want to be stubble. We want to be wheat. We want to be something that's enduring and worthwhile. And I still ask the question, what is the chaff to the wheat? Well, the chaff gives all its goodness to the wheat. Come with me in finishing to First Peter. First Peter. First Peter chapter uh, one. First Peter chapter one and uh, we see these verses in Isaiah, some of them virtually repeated. Chapter one and verses uh, well we'll start at verse twenty-three. Look how precious the word of God is, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God which liveth and abideth forever. The word of God is like wheat. It's, it's good. And it lives and abides forever. But look, verse 24, is virtually a repeat of Isaiah 40 and verses 6 to 8. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away, but the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. Brethren, I don't understand some things. I don't understand how the Lord can take us and turn us from chaff into wheat. I don't understand how he can turn us from a goat into a sheep. I don't understand a lot of things. But if we... Turn, us, turn to the Lord. He can do that. He can change us. Like changing a grub into a butterfly. You know, it's an amazing process, isn't it? You know, if you, I have a friend up in North Queensland who collects uh, uh, caterpillars of the big Hercules uh, butterfly and he keeps them at home and watches them. And I don't, it takes evidently about a year after the eggs are laid and he puts them on the certain tree that they're going to eat uh, and the grubs come out and devour the tree and then, then you know, when they've got so big, they, uh, they uh, spin a chrysalis around them and they hang in that tree for months and months. And then that, that grub, that rotten grub, lousy grub, you know, that chews voraciously on the tree for months and, or for weeks and weeks and then spins that, cat, that, that chrysalis, that cocoon, and lives inside of that and then it, and it comes out into a beautiful butterfly? How does that happen? The Lord does it. And yet the chrysalis, once the butterfly comes out, the chrysalis is just like the chaff thrown away. Chicken comes out of an egg. 
You know, the egg gives all of its goodness to the chicken. When the chicken comes out, the egg's just thrown away. It's rubbish. What is the chaff to the wheat? Yet all the goodness has got to come out of the wheat. Folks, we live amongst the, the, the world. We live in this world. And the world knows not the Lord. The world doesn't give a hoot to the Lord. And yet, and yet you and I go to work and we, we work amongst the, the heathen every day, don't we? We live in this world and yet we're not of this world. What is the chaff to the wheat? I'm not a Calvinist. I don't believe in, uh, uh, you know, that we're predetermined who's going to get saved or not. We have a choice. We all have a choice to make. And we must choose the Lord Jesus. We must choose to walk with the Lord. Chaff has got to give everything to the wheat, and it does, and it will. Egypt gave everything to Israel. They, they, they oppressed Israel, they possessed Israel, they uh, churned them up, made them slaves and all the rest of it. But then when the Lord took them out of it, it's like butterfly coming out of the chrysalis. The chrysalis became thrown away. And Israel became a great nation. But then they chose not to follow the Lord, didn't they? You know, they were given choices. They were given everything. And yet they chose to reject it, many of them. Brethren, let's not us choose to reject the Lord Jesus and become chaff. What is the chaff to the wheat? I hope I haven't sort of raised more questions than answers tonight. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you that uh, your word is enduring. And you never make any mistakes. Lord, just help us as we go to pray now. Help us, Lord, to pray for those around us, those that we work with every day, those that ultimately are chaff. Yet, Lord, they have a time now to become wheat. They have a time to choose the Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord, to have an urgency in in our hearts to want to share the gospel with, with everyone that they might choose the Lord Jesus. Lord, give us a burden for the lost. Give us a burden for our our loved ones, a burden for those on our love list and and, uh, those that are not on our love list too. Lord, that are ultimately just giving all their goodness, but they're going to be blown away as chaff. Lord, help us not to uh, take these things lightly as to how you've called us to yourself and how you've saved us from our wretchedness and saved us from being blown away in the whirlwind. Our Lord, we just want to thank you and commit ourselves to you afresh now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Pete.